This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Samsung's Unpacked wasn't about any new foldable phone or that fabled smart speaker. It was about something less sexy, even if it's proved extremely critical to our lives during the pandemic, and that's new laptops. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to unpack Samsung's Unpacked event is resident laptop expert Josh Goldman. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, talk about these Samsung Galaxy books. What, what do we need to know about these Okay, so what they announced today was the new Galaxy Book Pro and Pro 360, and they also announced a couple of other, um, a regular Galaxy Book and a Galaxy Book Odyssey gaming laptop. But those are, it's not sure if those are coming to the U.S. yet or not. They're definitely not available right now. But what is available to pre-order right now are those two first ones, the Pro and Pro 360. And what exactly are so pro about them? Because obviously the Galaxy name uh, you know, extends to its premium flagship products. So what makes these uh, laptops stand out from the crowd? Right. So what it seems like is that I, I asked them that question, what, why, what's pro about these? And for them, they're saying the pro name is their premium of premium. Um, the Galaxy name is now going to be more of an ecosystem kind of thing. Um, so if you've got a Galaxy something, it's going to fit into this ecosystem of Galaxy products that were that are designed to all work together uh, a little more seamlessly than they did before, at least. And just a quick rundown. I mean, I, we obviously know about the, the Galaxy phones and there's a Galaxy tab tablet what are some of the other Galaxy ecosystem products that this laptop is supposed to work with? So you'll, you you want to add the buds to that, the Galaxy buds, uh, any Galaxy wearable, um, and the smart things, uh, smart things, and the smart things find uh, tags. Um, so uh, basically, they they've developed these laptops with the idea that you're going to have the galaxy phone, have a galaxy tablet, have all the galaxy things, and you'll be able to, you know, do things between them. Um, it is very, I, I don't want to say they're, they're, they're definitely going for that Apple sort of feel <laughs> without Without really, I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore that it does. It does feel like a, a move to uh, to to go after Apple more. So. Yeah, absolutely. The idea that you know you could have these uh, ecosystem or a universe of products all working together, talking to each other to make your life easier. I feel like that's been the pitch that companies have been making for a long time. Uh, Apple obviously has had a lot of success with pushing a family of products on people. Samsung less so. You know, there there are folks who love the phones, there are folks who love the tablets, but not necessarily both. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, and I guess a big question: if these are the best, of the best of Samsung's laptops, how much does the best of the best cost? 
Oh, well, they, they're they actually start at a pretty affordable, uh, for a premium product price, at $1,000 for the 13-inch Pro. And then um, there's also a 15.6-inch Pro, which I think adds $200 to that. And then, or no, it adds only $100 to that. What adds $200 is the 360 part, which is a convertible. So you're going to go, if you if you want the convertible experience, the tablet and laptop experience, and the uh, pen input and a touchscreen, you're going to pay uh, a $200 premium. So like the 13-inch is uh, regular Pro laptop is $1,000, and then $1,200 for the Pro 360 13-inch, and then... You know, it goes up a hundred dollars on top of this, so it's two hundred dollars for the fifteen point six inch Pro three hundred and sixty. You know, so um, so yeah, uh, it, they're 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 not outrageously priced, but who knows what the configurations will be like when they come to the U.S. At, at the very least, those models are you know they are starting at a thousand dollars. Right. And the uh, the convertible, does the screen detach or is it just a, like, does it fold over? And no, it's a, it's a fold over. And, and, you know, I asked them about, you know, one of the big things they hyped was thinness. These are, these are very thin laptops um, and the, the thinnest Intel Evo laptops. And we can talk about that too. But um, the idea being is that they want it to be more smartphone like in their presentation. They kept, you know, they kept coming back to that. We want these to feel like the the laptop version of your phone. Uh, so what you what you get is this really thin, responsive, long battery life laptop. And for while I, I argue that you know thinness is good to a point, um, when it comes to a two in one, you definitely want a thinner device because you're folding it over and it gets a little, especially once you go to a larger size, you, it gets a little clunky. So you want something thin with, with regards to that. Now, a regular laptop, that's, I guess that's going to depend on the user, what they want, but yeah, you, you brought up the, that Evo designation and I'm, I'm, forgive me, I'm not the laptop expert that you are, but what, (laughs) what the heck is an Evo authenticated or verified, verified. PC? What, what what does that even mean? Yeah, so it, it started out a couple of years ago with the uh, Project Athena, which was basically just making uh, these verified laptops by Intel that were set to perform a specific way. So you knew if you bought one of these laptops, you were getting a certain set of capabilities. And that evolved into Intel Evo, into the Evo program. So now if you get an Evo laptop, you can expect a longer battery life, um, responsiveness uh, that is akin to your phone. So, you know, when you turn on your, you, you, you have your phone, the nice part about your phone is that it turns on instantly. You press that button, it's awake. That's the kind of experience you can get with an Evo laptop where you, you lift the lid and it is on. And it comes out of sleep. It wakes instantly. You're ready to work as soon as you unlock it, right? So that's part of the Evo promise. Uh, and then you get that same you get the same performance or very similar performance when you're plugged in or when you're not plugged in. So 
a lot of the times, you know, they'll throttle back on laptops when you unplug them. They they just don't they they're trying to extend their battery life, so they're not as powerful. Um, and in this case, they are are set to perform the same way as when they're plugged in, and you still get long battery life. So there's a that it's that it's that feeling that you get when you're using your phone, except in a laptop. Now you bring up a good point about that because you know these are ultimately still running off of Intel x86 processors, right? Uh, and there's obviously been a lot of noise or tension around. ARM-based processors, specifically with Apple and its M1-based Macs. I'm curious, as folks are starting to understand the differences, uh, do people need to start second-guessing sort of the traditional x86 chip? Or, I mean, is it still like ultimately these these processors are more powerful than what you would get from an M1? Yeah, I don't... um, not having fully tested an M1 and like the latest M1 versus the latest Intel, I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, but I don't think you have anything to worry about. The, you, if, the average buyer or even the non-average buyer is going to get the performance that they want. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't think the M1 is a big deal. What I do think is a big deal here is that the, uh, that you're going to get they're trying for at least a similar experience um, on this Intel laptop as that you'll get with a Mac laptop. So you're going to get that they worked closely together. They made a big thing about that in the presentation was that Microsoft and Intel worked really closely with Samsung to make this a fully integrated product that works the way you expect from a Samsung phone. Um, so instead of, you know, the big complaint a lot of people have with windows laptops is they're just not like Apple's great because all the things are made to work together. The OS is made to work with the hardware. And, and I think that's what they're going for here. They're really trying to make the, you know, uh, Microsoft worked with Samsung to get better hooks into Windows and Intel worked with Samsung to get better hooks into things like Bluetooth so that you put in your ear, your Galaxy Buds and the Buds automatically attach to your laptop. You don't there, you don't have to go digging in Bluetooth settings. They, you know, stuff like that. So I, I think in the end, uh, it's just going to be about the platform you choose to go with, not necessarily the processor you you know you decide to go with i don't i don't know that too many people shop by processor but i mean when it comes to choosing between mac and you know windows so that no that's a fair point take a step back laptops have obviously been hugely popular over the last year as lockdowns have forced people to upgrade their gear to better work from home is that a trend that's still continuing are laptops still high demand and hard to actually get? Um, I don't, I I do think there are still, because of those chip shortages, um, I do think uh, there are still some supply problems when getting certain laptops. Uh, I don't know that that's going to be the case with these Samsungs because it seems like they're pretty set and Intel is dedicated to getting these laptops out to people. (laughs) So I don't think that... um, I don't think there's going to be any issues with chip shortages there, but yeah, I, I think there's still, even though people have been buying up laptops over the past year, I still think 
there's still going to be a demand for new models. And what is going to happen, I have a feeling, is a lot of people rushed to buy whatever they could last year. And now they might have a chance to say, hey, uh, this didn't actually work out for my needs. I do need something that's more portable, has better battery life, you know, works better with my phone. And they'll turn to things like the Galaxy Book Pro or the new MacBook or iMac or whatever. So, Got it. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see the, the industry check along and we're seeing new laptops. That's always a good sign. Josh, thanks for your time. Check out all of our Samsung coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.